Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Do you want to be a Bill? Yeah, I mean, I've said that. I told him, you know, interview after interview, I wanted to retire Bill, but... Also, that's not also predicated on me. You know what I'm saying I also got to keep it in the forefront of my brain that business is business, and I like to proceed as such, no matter what. Stefan Diggs, the week before the Super Bowl, speaking with Kay Adams, pointing out what you rarely hear the player to a question like that point out, even though, of course, it's true. It's not always up to me. I think I compared it at one point last week, we talked about it a few times, this topic, uh, to when Kyle Shanahan once was asked about like his quarterback situation going back when Lance was there, maybe even Garoppolo, and he's like, we don't even know if we're going to be alive in a month, so I don't even know how I can answer that. Um, yeah, of course it's not always up to. Alan could say the same thing, right? <laughs> yes. You want to stay a bill. Right. Sure, but you have to remember, it's not up to me. It's just sort of an odd thing to point out. Um, it's it's the kind of thing Diggs says in these in- interviews that makes people wonder mm-hmm. just about how, how much he means it. But it isn't up to him um, at, at this time, at least. He is under contract. And we're just going over what sort of options the Bills have. And I'll get to where I end up here in a minute. Uh, once again, shots were fired at the Chiefs' Super Bowl parade. The police in... Kansas City are uh, are saying that multiple multiple people were struck and that two are in custody. Uh, we're just going to do it this way, you know, mention it, give updates, but certainly not sit here speculating on you know what ac- actually happened uh, that we don't know about in Kansas City. But obviously, horrific uh, yeah. situation. Here, here is where I end up when it comes to all of this, trying to put the puzzle together. As we've talked about today and other times, uh, the Bills are not in a position where moving digs seems to make a lot of sense. Financially, the makeup of their team. They need them, and it's costly to, to trade them. Okay, so there's that. That's that's out of the way. Mm-hmm. He He's here. Now what? You have seen for two years his production diminish over the course of the season and then plummet in the playoffs where you needed him most. It's hard for me to think that that's going to go the other way as he gets older. Not that he couldn't have a great game, but I don't, I don't expect that to get better, you know, um, next year. Do you have his style? I don't have it open, but I, 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 I'm pretty confident I could find it easily enough. Like the, we, I know the games that they haven't won, um, and you know I don't know him by heart, but I know it's been he hasn't been, you know, a factor. Is that the case in like the the, the games they've won, the wild card round games? 
No, not not really. You know, this year Pittsburgh was seven for fifty-two. Uh, Miami last year was seven for one fourteen. Okay. New England when they just crushed the Patriots three for sixty. You know, not huge, but not a story for how right. small the output was. Right. So just, just curious. That's all. For playing the Chiefs and the Bengals. Right. It hasn't been great. So you know, I, I look at 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 this point. What is what does next year look like? They're going to have to add a receiver, maybe even two. Doubtful that it's anybody who comes in above Stephon Diggs, even this Stephon Diggs. So what do they do? I think they they play the way they played late in the season this year, which is leaning on the run, leaning on James Cook. I don't think it would only be James Cook. It never really was. And so I think there might be a significant add at running back. It doesn't have to be a big name. Really, what we've talked about all the time when it comes to running backs is that it's mostly interchangeable. But I think I, my guess is, as, as, there, as they're meeting about what next year's team, what, what, what they're going to do about all this, I think probably they would think their best path, because of their limitations cap-wise, Diggs' age, and what he was late in the season, is that. It, it got them in. Also, their defense and, you know, winning the close ones got them in. Mm-hmm. But it, they, I'm sure they would – I think they would think that it worked. And, you know, I, I have – usually will push against that, and I'm sure I will do that many times if, you know, mm-hmm. we talk, when we talk about this this year. But the Chiefs just won a championship without really scoring – in the regular season, in the playoffs, like they, they're one of the weakest offensive teams to win a Super Bowl, and so the Bills, I'm, I think, might even you have you have that point if you if you want it. That Kansas City had to play; they didn't lean on the run at all, but they had to play a safer, more conservative style, or they did, whether they had to or not, they did, and they won. And you know, the Bills almost beat them. Besides, you know, for what that's worth. So yeah. I think that's where we end up. I don't, I'm not expecting, be, par- partly because the Bills don't really have much chance at it, big changes, you know, flashy moves at receiver other than maybe a first round pick. But I, th- I doubt that, that even that would turn them back in the, in the other direction. Well, that's going to be really interesting to like measure up against. And, you know, we don't start measuring until they actually start playing games. <clears throat> or, you know, or you know what they do personnel-wise. There'll be some clues there. You know, if they, if they made a big move, if they, if they had money for one big move and it was a free agent running back with a big name, you're, <laughs> you're, you're in position A with this, uh, with this idea that that's for the game. That would be a big clue that they're heading that way. Um, but I'm thinking of – and I know it's just talk um, – and you know you can you can you can do whatever you want once you got to go play, but them talking the way they talked about proceeding uh, into the future here with Diggs as a number one receiver, and you know what they how they want to win win by throwing. I, McDermott suddenly mm-hmm. is telling us he's always said that or always believed that because he learned at the at the shoulder or knee of Andy Reid. And all that. Cut his and, teeth. Cut his right, teeth. Okay, thank you. Explosive plays and all that talk. Um, I mean, that can just be talk. Um, you know, just get through the news conference, feed the machine. Um, 
But if they if they really mean that, then I think you know I I again don't think they'll have the flexibility financially to do something significant in free agency to make that happen. But a rookie could step in with Shakir, Kincaid, and Diggs and get eased in and make that work. And it might take a little while. Um, so I don't know. I'm not. I, I, I think what you're saying is certainly possible. Um, I'd want to stop short of saying it's likely because of how they're talking about what they think, what their vision is, what their team is, even with the, the cap situation that they have. Like they're not talking about backing up uh, here at all. And so I, I'm curious to see how they put that all together if they wanna if they wanna play the way that they're talking about playing. I'm officially um un- unconcerned with McDermott's quote after the season. He he might have said something like that before the Dallas game, for all I know. I mean, really, not only as everybody knows, not only is he under no obligation to be honest at these press conferences, but he has some motivation to be dishonest. If if there were a game on Sunday and he came out with, you know, I I believe in throwing the ball to win to win games. They still run the ball seventy percent of the time. Like they, anything to you know, throw off the scent. Um, I think at the end of the season, there's more thought given to whether or not like this is really representing something meaningful, mm-hmm. you know, philosophically. But he's no exception. Coaches make a habit out of trying to mislead you. And I don't know. He probably has a pretty good sense of what people are critical of him for, and that's one. That was one thing. So I'm not. I'm not using it. Uh, not to say you. You sh- should. Yeah, or no, I, I get that. I, I do feel like the end of season is different than the week to week, but it doesn't have to be. It's the same people, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. it. um, but I just feel like the, you know, I don't know the the. the methodology that just, the objective isn't necessarily the same you know like i think you're trying to not give anything away and not that you want to give everything away you know once your season's over but like you know i don't know the new england patriots taking oh mcdermott says they're gonna throw we better draft cornerbacks you know like, I, like, no. I don't think there's any there's any there's any harm in being honest there again that doesn't mean that it, it, it will come to fruition but i feel like those postseason ones are different than the in-season so I'm taking it to mean because I'm usually the one to don't don't just dismiss all of it. <laughs> I well, don't hear any of it, but I feel like there was there was um I don't know I I'm I'm believing what they said part, maybe because I liked what like the, what they said. Part of the reason I don't want to is not only was he talking about the future as we're discussing, but even his past, and that's what makes it laughable to me. Like who has ever described Sean McDermott as throw to win? It was. When the Bills became that team, the conversations we had were always, "Wow, wow do you do you think he's on board?" You know, like it, that's what even makes it more makes me even more skeptical about it because he doesn't just say, "This is what we want to do." He's like, "This is how I've always been," and you know, how does that hold up? Let's go to. I think it holds up really well. They've been one of the past heaviest team aside from the last six weeks of the season, have they not? They they were they weren't when he got here. No, I mean, that's right, right. They that, got Allen. He developed, and they started throwing the ball like crazy. So I don't know, man. You try to poke holes in that, but I I think it holds up. Here's Dennis next. Hi, Dennis. Hey guys. Um, so there's one comment that was made that does kind of scare me a little bit, and that's when Bean did say, and you mentioned this, 
that they still view Diggs as a number one receiver moving forward. And <clears throat> so what, where that kind of um, scares me a little bit is the, the draft, the, the profile of the receiver that we're looking to draft that. Because, you know, if we're looking to draft a complement to Diggs, who is, they're looking at Diggs as our number one, for us, you know, a compliment to Diggs is, you know, Trent Shurfield or Gabe Davis, that type of profile who maybe catches three balls a game, sometimes gets a deep one, but is on the field for 90%, 95% of the plays and blocks like crazy. And the concern that I have with that is, you know, Diggs is not going to be a number one, at least I don't think, for the foreseeable future, maybe just this coming up year, and and then maybe they'll part ways with them. And if that's the case, then we need to draft Diggs's replacement as a number one receiver and look at Diggs as maybe being a number two. It scares me that we would be still looking to complement Diggs and getting a guy that's not really a dynamic profile receiver, but more of a, a guy that can be on the field all the time blocking. Well, that's um, that, Dennis. I think it's a completely reasonable concern. Um, that's why you have to draft earlier than the fourth round or the fifth round, like they did with Davis and Shakir and even Justin Shorter. Is you need a skill set that can, as the as the rookie learns the ropes, eventually. This was my idea last year. I need a guy that can, yes, compliment for now, but has the ability to be a top dog soon like as soon as maybe the season after this one so and that you got to go shopping usually i would say your chances of hitting that guy finding that guy are better earlier so that's the that's the methodology between you know behind the wide receiver round one train i i think and that's why i think we got to draft more than just one guy i think that you you know yeah i mean i i think it like you say bulldog two in the first three rounds i completely agree with that um, but I think if you're going to draft one in the first round and you don't want to go in the next couple rounds, I think you still got to take a flyer on a guy later on anyways, maybe like a Brendan Rice who they're saying maybe in like the fifth round, Jerry Rice's son, you know, something like that, that, that might have some, some big power, some punch to it. Um, but it just, I, I don't know if I'm explaining exactly, you know, right, but um, I think Diggs is on the way down. He's definitely not ascending. He's not on the way up. And whatever we got to do, we can't be drafting blockers. We have to be right. drafting guys that can really make plays with speed and playmaking ability, not just, you know, like I know you like Keon Coleman too, and there's a guy that might not have all the playmaking. He might be able to jump up really high and mm-hmm. catch a ball that's high. But I just want to see a guy that can do it all, you know. Right. Well, that all sounds good. Um, good luck. <laughs> that's what you need. That's what you need to find. Yeah, I, I, I'm not interested in drafting. I, I mean, it gets phrased as a replacement for Gabriel Davis, but like I'm, I'm not limiting myself to that skill set because the the way Davis played necessarily, I, I would have glad. You know, yes, is it harder to find a guy that's as aggressive uh, and devoted to blocking, uh, who's also a polished potential number one receiver? Yeah, maybe that's a diff- more difficult combination to find. I'm drafting the better player the better catcher the better playmaker 100 times out of 100 early in the draft later on i might get more specific i'm looking i think i think that was shorter last year i think shorter was in a, you know ended up having a washout rookie season because of an early injury 
But I thought when they drafted him, he could be someone they looked at as worst-case scenario. This is a replacement for Gabriel Davis. But we never even got him on the field, so we have no idea how likely that is. Um, so I think, you know, maybe later on in the draft last year, they were shopping for that, and they they found an idea. Early in the draft, I'm I, I'm, I'm all about getting a, a guy that can potentially be a number one. That's what I got to do. It'd be easy if they didn't have other holes, but this year they do. Marcus Officer, Fox morning show reporter in Kansas City, is reporting that there is one fatality and at least nine others injured in the shooting at the Chiefs parade. And that... Kansas City Police have three in custody. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. We've got Chris Trapasso coming up, talking about the draft at four here on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.